that is a big reason why I ultra run and I didn't even realize it, but it has taught me a lot about Jesus Christ. Running 100 miles seems impossible and maybe even kind of crazy. And it is, but we believe in big crazy dreams. That's why we ran 100 miles. It was such a life-changing experience for us, we decided to devote this podcast to preparing and inspiring you to run your first ultra race. Are you ready to feel the highest highs and the lowest lows? Are you ready to do what you once thought was impossible? Are you ready for your trail to 100? Thank you for joining us here on Trail to 100, the podcast made to help you finish your first 100-mile race. I'm Jacob Bateman, and joined along with me is my beautiful and lovely wife and pregnant wife, Melody. Hello. We had uh, one of my clients, shout out to Mark. (laughs) He he texted me and he was like, I went on a walk with my beautiful and lovely wife. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that is your label now. That it just kind of happened as we started recording with Trail to 100 and stuck around as the intro. Yeah. Today, we are coming to you, this is being recorded on May 29th. This is like three, four days, it's Monday, and Scout Mountain starts on Friday. The Scout Mountain 100 that I've been training for since the beginning of the year. Here it comes. That's right. I signed up for it back in December, and we're already here, almost to June 2nd, race day. If you like these update episodes where we talk about our training, we'll put all those in the show notes. You can go back and listen to Jacob's updates as he's trained for this race. Yes. And my updates, too. I was telling Jacob, I still exist even though I'm pregnant. That's why I said you were pregnant. <laughs> it's in your intro. Yeah. Even though I'm not training for a 100-mile race. <laughs> we got a couple big announcements that we're doing in this episode. First things first is... We're releasing three episodes this week. That's right. You guys are lucky because you've got us six days in a row on the pillars of ultra running. Then you got a you get a break. You got a break with Callie and man, she was awesome. You know, talking about her running ultras with having three little girls. Oh yeah. And now you get us again for now three days in a row. Not quite as good as the Pillars stop, of Ultra. Stop running. acting like they're obsessed with us. <laughs> but with this, here's why we're doing it. Today, you know, we're going to talk about our, our training updates, a lot about my thoughts going into Scout Mountain 100 as, you know, basically my pre-race thoughts and what I'm looking to do and how I'm feeling. But then... Tomorrow, you're going to get the episode. We bought some portable mics, and I'm going to do my best through the race to turn those mics on and get some in-race raw footage of how the race is going. Kind of take, try to give you the experience and the feelings of what goes through a 100-mile race from mile one to mile 100. Warning, there might be some explicit content. Yes. <laughs> one of my pacers, I was warning him. He's pacing me the last 20, and I was warning him. I'm like, don't take anything personal. I'm going to go through every range of emotion while you're with me. And he said, what happens in the last 20 miles of a 100 
stays in the last 20 miles yeah. this is a jeremy tolman the owner of the ogden running company yes. we, he was the sixth pillar of ultra running yes we talked about the gear you need for 100 go go check his episode out if you haven't because that was golden on but, gear. like we both have listened yes. to that episode multiple times yeah, already yeah, yeah. Like we could remember all the things that he talked about it starts that automatic play as i go through my podcast thing i'm like dang like jeremy man he knew his stuff like there's a lot of knowledge in there there'll definitely be more yes. more pods with jeremy yeah and then and then that will be tomorrow and then the third day will be post-race slots where i just you know melody and me will give our our recap of the race and how it went, good or bad, rain or shine. You're going to get the ins and outs of how a 100-mile race goes Raw. from start to finish. Raw. Week of, days before, day of, through the two days, and then the next day, how you feel the next day after 100. And we're only slightly overwhelmed with all of the yes. editing that we have to do yes. on top of packing for a trip and running a 100-mile race. Yeah, and <laughs> trying to make money to live on. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're doing it to help our listeners. No, like, I have to try to make money to live on besides this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we do have jobs. <laughs> this isn't all we do. <laughs> Sadly enough, the podcast is not paying our bills. <laughs> all right. Anyways, then we have another announcement coming at the end of this episode about a giveaway. If you're on our YouTube channel, our hats are signaling what the giveaway has to do with. Stay tuned for the end, guys. We're having a sweet giveaway with custom trail to 100 gear is going to be given away this week with a great company who makes really you know high quality running gear check that out custom trail to 100 gear stay tuned all right moving on to training first off mel how's things you are now 20 weeks pregnant 21 weeks 21 today One weeks Jeez. when we record this on the 29th this keeps getting Sooner and sooner, more than halfway through. Yeah, it's nuts. How has training been going for you, and what are your like goals right now? I know it's been a lot of up and down and trying to figure it out. I've learned that you really have to be flexible when you're pregnant. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or if you know me, you know that flexibility is not my strong suit. I definitely am a planner. I've... I've had to learn to just really be flexible with my training and just kind of day to day decide what I'm going to do. I can't really run anymore. I was not expecting that. I, I kind of understand better now when, when people say, oh, you know, some people can run through their pregnancies, some people can, everyone's different. And I just thought, oh, you know, I'm active. I've been running my whole life. I'm strong. Like I'll be able to run throughout my pregnancy. But I realized that there's a lot of factors that go into whether you can or can't run. And it it's not just like, are you just a really strong person who's been training your whole life? I listened to a podcast of Sally McRae who said, you know, this is Sally McRae, one of the buffest humans alive. She wasn't able to run through one of her pregnancies and she was able to run through her second pregnancy. I'm not really running, but I am hiking and I got a mountain bike. I've been biking and I've also been lifting light weights. What does it feel like when you run then? 
<laughs> I, didn't, I have no idea. I literally want to know yeah. this. It feels like all of my organs are going to fall out. <laughs> it's not very comfortable. Lots of cramping. You feel like some, like like there's a huge object in your stomach, like pushing on everything and bouncing it off. off of I everything. can just feel a lot of pressure in my pelvic floor. Uh, like my pelvic floor is just holding a uh, lot like up. It's being really strained when you run. Yeah, yeah. And and after a good run or any kind of plyometric exercises, pelvic floor just feels really fatigued, really crampy. I'm I'm kind of avoiding any like high impact anything right now. Like I guess that like walking or uh, biking is nice cuz it allows me to get my heart rate up without putting too much pressure on my pelvic floor. Anyways, still trying to get out there and, and move and stay healthy and enjoy the mountains. And it, it does get a little bit harder as we've been going and everyone says, oh, just wait till third trimester. We'll see. You know, my goal of doing a, a 50K, I, I still want to do it, but I'm going to have to do it on a bike. <laughs> you can bike a 50K? Is that yeah. your new goal? Yep. That's the goal. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Well, I've been I've been proud of you and how you've handled things. We went... We went out and paced Melody's father for a 50-mile run that and he did we'll all We'll get on his him own. on for that recap. Yeah, his first 50. Congrats to Mark Collister for that. Self-supported. Yeah, self-supported and through the bugs of Antelope Island. Ugh, if you've ever been out to Utah, do not go to Antelope Island in the summer. Don't. And Everyone told us year. not to, and we were like, oh, we'll just yes. drown ourselves in bug spray. We'll be fine. No, you guys. We were eaten alive. Don't do it. Carry on. Yeah. And so, anyways, you biked with him for like 23-ish miles. 25. 25. Like half yes. the race. Yeah. You know, Mel, for a pregnant lady, I think you're still doing really good. <laughs> Thank you, babe. And I've been <laughs> proud of watching you continue. Your workouts aren't going how you want them to, but you're still working out. Thanks. You're still getting out and moving. You know, right? We're that's, trying. That's what matters, and I've been proud of, proud of my wife. You know, and how she's been handling that. Thanks, babe. De- definitely been having some FOMO. Yeah, definitely miss it, but I know it'll be totally worth it. And we'll we'll get for, back out. We're the goal is to get Melody to run another hundred before, before baby number two. Yep. Yep. That's the goal next year to start working towards that after baby comes out. Yep. Now, your is it turn. My turn. It is your turn. Scout Mountains, right here around the corner. We'll be leaving yep. in like three days to drive up there in Pocatello, Idaho. Holy moly! Yeah, training, training overall went really good. It really did. It was like almost a flawless training cycle. Like I said on our Instagram, I hit a 71-mile week. That was my peak week. And that's the most I have ever run in one week outside of, you know, an official 100-mile race. That was cool. I definitely, you know, feel stronger, but I still, like worry about my pace that was 71 miles took a really long time like 16 17 ish maybe longer than that hey well you just need a 19 minute split to get your goal which yeah. is 32 hours right yeah yeah i think 19 minutes. so you'll be fine 
You'll yeah. be just fine. But anyways, here is yeah, I, I feel proud of my training plan. This is the most prepared as it should be since I'm now moving on to hundred number three. This is the most prepared that I've ever most preparing I've ever done for a hundred. By that logic, I should do fine, right? Yeah, I do better I, let, than let's uh, let's be real. We still, no matter how well you prepare, never know what's going to happen. Yes, on hundred mile race day, I feel really confident. Yes, that you're going to do just fine. And I've been. This is me. This is something I struggle with. Kind of a little bit of a negative look at glass half empty rather than half full. Yeah, mindset. you you got to get rid of this this thought, yeah. babe. And I've been struggling with the thought of because I had a great training cycle. I'm going to that's some I'm going to somehow botch it on race day, you know, like or I'm gonna because I trained I ran too much, my ankles, because I have been dealing with some ankle issues. I've been able to keep them at bay, but they're they're always there. They never have quite felt a hundred percent. Um, which worries me. My ankles worry me because they fl- flared up on my last hundred. But uh, I've been doing exercises to help them out, and it, I think it really has kept them at bay and manageable. But anyways, I, I, I like have that in the back of my head, like thinking like, oh, geez, maybe I did too much, you know, and I'm going to be worn out on race day. It's not funny. It's like you don't do enough, yeah. and you're like, oh, man, I didn't do enough. And then you do more this time. You're like, oh, man, now I did too much. It's like I feel like it's just normal and natural to think, Oh, like everything that I did wrong. What if I did this wrong? What if I did this wrong? Like, you know, maybe think about everything you did right. Like you really, like you had an awesome training cycle. Like, I I hope that gives you confidence. And then like, I I guess I, I had a lot, I had a couple 15,000 vert weeks, 15,000 feet of vert, vertical gain. (laughs) Vertical gain. And that's pretty good. Like 15,000 is the most I've ever hit. And Scout is 23? 23. Yeah. Okay. But then I was like looking through my training yesterday. And I was like, oh, geez. But most of my weeks were like only like 9,000. You're like, so in your head. You're you're totally <laughs> overthinking it. Who, like, whoever's listening, send send us messages. and Or I guess when this, well, comes, this comes out, out it'll be over, it'll huh? It'll be over. Yeah, it'll be over. That, I mean, yeah. I And... I bring this up because this leads me to one of my goals for the race. Because I am. I get in my head with negative thoughts about specifically myself and what I do and what I haven't done, especially, you know, and how I haven't prepared or or how I was stupid, you know. And this race, I am really trying to work on the last few days. I've decided to make this a big goal. I'm going to try to use this race day and race week as trying to weed out the negative mindset and try to focus on being positive. You said, well, and and you said that you had one other goal too. That's one of them. My goals is to like, you know, when, when things start to go wrong in the race, which I know they will, and it starts to really, really suck. I'm I want to rather than get mad and start thinking about all the things I did wrong which led to that sucking you know I want to be like 
more just accept it and and try to be like okay you know what can i do is there anything i can do to start to make this better or more bearable you know and focus on that go into more of a problem solving mindset because that's i i i've struggled with that my first 200s and that's what i want to I want to get better at accepting the issues and go into more of a problem solving mindset with it. And, you know, it's still going to suck, but accept it. You know, I'm just imagining these podcasts. Here you are saying, you know, this is what I'm going to work on. I'm trying to be more positive. Then I feel like cut to next clip and you're like swearing and crying. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) We will see how it goes. I'm trying to just stay positive this week. Stay positive. I can do this. I can do this. You know, not you not like I'm going to DNF. Something's going to happen that's going to make me DNF. No, I can do this. I can do this. I'm going to keep my head on straight and I'm going to go out there. You know, I'm going to take whatever issues come my way and make the best out of it. Well, and visualization, right? Yeah. Seeing yourself in those hard situations and moving forward, seeing yourself crossing the finish line at 32 hours. Yes. And that is, okay, that's, that's one of my big goals is the positivity. Now, I've been thinking a lot during this training cycle. Like, what is, we talked about this in our Pillars of Ultra Running in the Mindset episode. What is your why? You know, and I've been thinking a lot as I've been running. And honestly, I haven't been able to, like, pinpoint my why. Like, I've had some... Why? Just, sorry. <laughs> well... I, I've had some reasons. Why have I struggled to pinpoint my why? I, I don't know. I just thought it was a funny question to ask oh. why when you're talking about your why. Okay. I'm sorry. Keep keep talking. I'll stop interrupting you. I, uh, you know, recently I've had, you know, things in just in life in general have been frustrating for me. And... I've felt very frustrated about how life is going in general. Not my training. Who can relate? (laughs) Yeah, everyone gets there, right? And especially one day, I had a really bad day a few weeks ago where you were out of town and I my car died. And yeah, where was I? You're babysitting your nephews. Oh yeah, or your cousins. Yeah, and. Your car, my car died, and then I went, and luckily I have a really kind brother who gave me, he had a spare car that let me borrow, and so then I got his spare car, and I literally, from his house, I drove to the trailhead because I needed to get my run in, and then on my run, I lost my, the key to <laughs> the car that I literally just picked up from my brother. And he was, he had left to go out of town and it was just everything adding up along with, you know, other issues going on in my life that have frustrated me. I feel like I just want to finish that story really quick. Jacob's parents came and picked him up, took him to his brother's house, and then they searched his brother's house for the spare key because his brother didn't know if there was a spare key. Luckily, they found it. It turned out fine. And just this morning on my run, like two weeks later, I found the key that I lost on the trail. <laughs> How cool is that? Two weeks later on that trail, it fell out of my pocket. 
<laughs> and so not to, you know, like, I know not everybody feels this way, but here on this podcast, we make it evident that, you know, I believe that running and God are connected. And honestly, I want God to be my top priority in my life, not running. And it, and if I can't bring God into running with how many hours I spend doing running, I probably wouldn't, you know, run, if that makes sense. And on this run, though, where I lost my keys and I was spent three hours going up and down the trail trying to find the keys, I was feeling very frustrated and you could say a little bit angry at God and almost a little bit like, you know, you performed all these great miracles that you read in the Bible and through the scriptures and you're like, and you can't even help me find my keys. Exactly. <laughs> like, and I ask you for help in finding these keys to not even what is my car and with everything else going on on top of that right now. And you can't, you can't give me my keys back. I'm looking, I'm putting in effort. How come you, you know, won't give me my keys and is, I got mad at him and I it's even... It's all in God's timing, right? Yeah. He said, I'll help you find your keys, but you got to be patient. <laughs> yeah. And I even got frustrated that... And it was almost like, what, do you even exist, God? Like, do you even care about me or all these stories just made up? I'm, those thoughts entered my mind in that moment. And anyways, there was no no sudden revelation that came in that day, though. I it ended up finally just going home and and going to sleep that night but anyways a week later we were out pacing your dad at the 50 his 50 mile run and it was a really cool experience for the both of us to be able to be out there with family i can't wait to talk about it yeah we're going to talk more about it when we bring him on the podcast but, you know, we were out there and it was hot and we were talking about all the nasty bugs. Luckily, we had our switchback gators on to help us out through it and our switchback hats <laughs> yeah. hint at our giveaway. <laughs> and it was kind of miserable, not only for him, I can imagine how miserable it was for him because he did the whole thing. But just to be out there with him for that time. It was a hard day. Yeah. It was hard. It was hard to be out there on the island. It was really hot, muggy, Totally buggy. exposed. There's yeah. not an ounce not of shade tree. on that island. I don't even know if they have a tree on this island. <laughs> it's in the middle of the Great Salt Lake, guys. It's this big inland lake that they have a big island on. And anyways, but we went out there and we suffered with him. And, you know, he still had to, he had a point where he almost, I don't want to give you spoilers, but he struggled. He struggled. He had points where he was really struggling, but you went out there and you biked with him, you know, for 25 miles. And then I went out there and made some climbs with him in hot exposed areas and and how he was dealing with heat exhaustion and like and you know we couldn't we couldn't take we couldn't move him forward for him but we could be with him as he suffered right and and we even jokingly were like we'll get you across the finish line even if we have to carry you and and he's like 
doesn't count if you carry me. Like I, he's like, I need you next to me, but he's like, you can't carry me across the finish no. line or I didn't do it. You know? Yeah. And when you said that, I was like, I'm not going to carry him across the finish. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's more figurative, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like we are going to be there every step of the way with you. Right. We, we are here to see you succeed. And we went about and did that and it was just a really, exciting day but also draining day as we helped him get across that finish line and then i ended up driving him home he lives an hour from us and and melody went back to our house and then i went to church with him the next day and he he conducts a a an old folk home he brings conducts a church service for them every every sunday our father-in-law and I don't know what specifically was said in that church meeting or, you know, but there, there's, and I've said this before, there's the scripture that talks about, that's Christ talking and where he says, take my yoke upon you for, you know, basically I'm, my yoke is easy, my burden is light and like, I'm basically there to be with you. Take my yoke. Let's link up side by side, me and you, you know? But you have to choose to take my yoke upon you, you know, like I'm going to pull right there with you. Right. Anyways, someone shared that scripture in the session in the church service that we were in. And just thinking about the previous day and how we were out there with him all day suffering. It just ultra running to me has brought to life my savior jesus christ because i thought wow if jesus would have been there with mark jesus would have i mean i'm not trying to toot our horns here but jesus (laughs) would have done exactly what we were doing right like jesus is invested in our goals he wants us to succeed even if it seems silly yeah if it's important to you it's important to him right yeah he wants to see us succeed. He wants us to become stronger. He wants us to push our boundaries. He wants us to become more. And it, and here was Mark doing all that that day, and we were able to be there with him through it. We had the honor to... We had the honor to do what what Christ would have done if he were physically here. Yeah. You know, and that's called pacing and crewing right there. I think pacing and crewing has taught me much about who our savior is as we've gone through that as it, he was just there to suffer with us, right? We were there to suffer with him. And ultimately Christ died that he could, and Christ suffered so that he could, you know, save us from our sins. But not only that, he suffered to help us through our sins, help us through our shortcomings, you know, and, 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 help us, you know, overcome our self-doubt and and all that. And as I sat there in church that day, I was thinking about the previous day and thinking about my upcoming hundred. And that day it hit me, you know, I was thinking about my why for this hundred, what I'm really looking for in this race day. And it hit me like, I want to grow closer to my savior. And that's going to be a big goal and a big why of why I'm running this race on this weekend. That's awesome, babe. 
That's that was a really long story about how <laughs> yeah, I got there. I, I feel like that's a that's like a, a church talk right yeah. there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's just been, and maybe it might not be specifically like I'm sure I'll probably have some moments during the race, but even since then, as I've read through like scriptures and things and things that the Savior has said, I've already you know felt some things and felt the the spirit of god touch me it's as it's already happening to me because yeah i know most of the time it's not one big moment it's accumulation of things but anyways that is a big reason why i ultra run and i didn't even realize it but it has taught me a lot about jesus christ Amen. And this just goes to show the power of your why, whether yeah. it's to grow closer to God or, or for whatever reason you choose, your your why is important. And I, I love that you brought this up. I feel like I, I had a similar thought yesterday in in church. We were talking about how how do you connect to God? And and I talked about how I connect to God by spending time in nature and doing hard things in nature. I feel like it's one thing to be out in nature, to get away from the cell phone and get away from the hustle and bustle of life, to be in God's creations, and then to throw on top of that, doing something hard. And then, you know, praying, please help me get up this hill. Please help me to finish this last mile. Like when you're, I feel like, God is close to you when you do hard things, when you need to rely on him, when you ask him for help. You know, that's our reason for ultra running. It doesn't have to be your reason, but that's a big reason why yeah. we do what we do. And yeah, I, when I'm out there and things are getting hard, I want to think to myself, okay, you know, what can I learn about my savior from this, you know, or how can I use my savior to help me through this moment, you know? You and know? he wants to help. And to call yeah. upon him and, and, and ask for his help, you know, and how can I grow closer to Jesus Christ? You know, when this is really sucking, like think about, okay, what, what can I learn from this as I keep having to move forward through this pain? I love it. When I'm experiencing things, I want to make a more mental note to think about, you know, Jesus Christ a little more on my race. Awesome. That's two of my big things that I'm going to try to utilize to get me through the hundred is positivity and Jesus Christ. I love it. it this gets me pumped. It's like, I feel like I want a whole like swag line of <laughs> like, I can do all things through him who gives me strength, Yeah, you know? Or maybe I should tattoo that on my arm. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Mike McKnight, actually, he was on the Big Ass Runner podcast today here on the May 29th episode. And he asked him about his faith. I was, this is turning into a oh, really, really big faith-based I know. Plot. I wasn't expecting yeah. that. <laughs> but Mike, Mike's got a tattoo of three mountains. Oh, of the godhead well he didn't say that but oh that's what i initially thought the cool. godhead the father son and the holy ghost oh, all the arm. tattoo ideas but he says he's got he's got two footprints going up the mountain mm. and one of them represents him and one of them represents his savior oh my gosh the chills 
oh, I want to see that tattoo. Yeah, and he, and then he says, though, at one point it turns into one set of footprints, meaning he's carrying. Jesus <sighs> Christ was carrying. Him. I can't handle this. Oh, the feels of this. Can I copy that tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> right, you'll have to call Mike up and see if he can. He doesn't own picture, that tattoo. I can do. Oh, <laughs> I would. I bet you we could see it on his Instagram or yeah. something. That is cool. Yeah. Anyways, great. Mike talked about Cocodona, though. Go check out the Big Ass Runner podcast if you haven't already. <laughs> Lots of plugins yeah. for things today. We're, we've, we've met a lot of cool people. We the have. Past few months. Yeah. And, uh, anyways, my goal is 32 hours. 32 hours. His it's, last one was 36 hours. Yes. Or it was just a little over 36, well, right? 36 hours and 30 seconds. Oh, okay, okay. I could have done it under 30. I stopped to talk to a guy like 100 yards from the finish. <laughs> I shouldn't have talked to him. Anyways, the cutoff is 36 hours, though. Either way, I'll be PRing as long as I finish because... I'll be 30 seconds faster if I come in on the So stop being friendly second. and talking to people on the trail, yeah, babe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apparently, there's going to be a lot of snow on the trail still. A lot of muddy trails, he said. There's Looks like there's like a chance of thunderstorms. There probably will be some rain throughout the course. Pretty much a classic... Classic 100, 23,000 feet of vertical gain. Starts at noon. That's a little weird. It's a weird start time. Noon on Friday, and I have to finish by midnight on Saturday. The nice thing with it starting on noon is that you're going to hit nighttime sooner. Yeah. So we'll see if that makes yeah. a difference. I'll be hitting nighttime in the 36-mile-ish range. Mid-30s range, it will be getting dark. Then it'll be probably coming out of the dark in the mid-60s range. I wonder if that will kind of mess you up, though, because it'll feel like you're almost done because yeah, the sun's coming back up, but, but you not. still... Yeah. Anyways, it'll yeah. be a little different. It will be. I'm, I have a goal to be quicker through my aid stations, to really come in with a plan, get my water, get my electrolytes, get rid of garbage, get my food, and get out, you know? Try to do that. Utilize my pacers, obviously, at the aid stations, too, to make it quicker. We mentioned Jeremy Tolman, Ryan Head. Another we interviewed him guest. a little bit ago. He's going to come pace Jacob through yeah. the night. He's training for the Wasatch 100s. He's going to get a good night night run. Oh, yeah. Through the mountains. And oh, then go. my nutrition plan is to eat every 45 minutes. That's what you've learned is working for you on all your training I runs. I used to do, I was doing 30 minutes for my training runs. That's a little too much. It was too much for me. I, okay. I, I couldn't quite handle that, that regular, regular intakes doing 45 and I'm trying to get about, you know, at least 150 calories in for each, each time and getting, you know, a good carbs, protein, you know, balance with that. I've got savory foods. I got sweet foods. Jacob's been eating them. a lot more real food. Yeah. I feel like we always talk about that. I feel like as we're improving our nutrition, it always means getting rid of the processed stuff, the sugars, and incorporating more real food. Like I'm, I really have like hardly any like gels or anything like that, like running per se, running food. The only like 
gel-like thing that you it's have like been doing sauce. is applesauce. See, yeah, that's not even like running food. That's kid food. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have the applesauce packs and then I have like the little plastic containers with like mandarin oranges and peaches in it and juice. And then I have, I've been making sliders out of rolls. I'll get a roll and I'll put a piece of turkey, a piece of cheese on it. And I like parsley on it for the change in taste. I just like parsley just refreshes my palate. <laughs> I guess you would say I put parsley on it and then I'll eat a roll. And that right there is basically like 200 calories, that little slider roll with a good amount of carbs. It's a and good, protein. it's like a balanced yeah. meal, you yeah. know? Yeah. I'm going to bring some soup and I'm going to bring jerky. I've found a really good jerky brand that I like to eat. I feel like. If you listen to our nutrition episode a little bit ago, we talked about how generally you don't want to have a lot of fat on a run. I feel like you've learned, though, more, that you you do really well when you eat a lot of fat. Yeah, I do more fat than the nutritionists recommend, and that makes me think I need to go on a low-carb diet. Try a Mike McKnight yeah. style. Yeah. I think you would do good on that, actually. Yeah. I am still worried about how my stomach's going to hold up. Because it, it's never held up through a 100-mile race. Guess I'll find <laughs> out. That's a big concern. Your, your nutrition my, is better than last time, yeah. though. That's My two biggest concerns are ankle, my left ankle, and my nutrition. If okay, I but think there's anything we're that's going to slow me down, we're trying to be positive, right? Where is your confidence right now? My body, Where's that at? My body's pretty dang strong. I did my strength training. I got my runs in. I got my vert in. My body should be ready to climb mountains. Your body definitely looks stronger. Yes. <laughs> that I am. My body's never been more stronger than right now for a hundred. For sure. That I'm excited about. I'm excited too. It's going to be good. <laughs> How are you feeling about crewing and pacing? I'm, you're be crewing me I'm not going to be pacing, unfortunately. Honestly, I'm pretty nervous about crewing because even switching the laundry over right now is really, really difficult <laughs> for me. When I crewed dad a few weekends ago, it it took everything that I had to just to wait in the hot sun and to, you know, all, all the things that go into crewing, getting the food ready, or organizing the car, filling up the packs. It's It's like... It takes a lot of emotional stamina, too. You have to take care of yourself and then, you know, keep the energy high and positive for your runner. Lots of driving around and navigating, which always makes me anxious. But I'm honored and super excited to be there for you. I wish that I could do more. That's been one of the hard things about being pregnant is not being able to do as much and, and accepting that. But we'll have a few other people up there helping us. I think... I think it's going to go well. And I'm just planning on, you know, sleeping for six days afterwards. Well, thank you for doing this for me. Of course, babe. You would do the same for me. We, anyways, yeah, we are pretty much ready to go. I mean, we got to get everything packed up and organized, but uh, Scout Mountain 100, here we come, right? Here we come. Here we come. It's a team effort. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always is. Well, guys, with that, we want to introduce our giveaway here. We're just going to, we brought on the owner of Switchback, Michelle Johnson, to join us for this episode. Let's get to it and hear what we're giving away. <laughs> 
And with that, we wanted to welcome in Michelle Johnson, the owner of Switchback. And if you're tuning in on YouTube, you guys can all see We're our rocking cool the Switchback hats. Switchback hats that Michelle sent us and uh we got a couple gators from her as well, and we're loving it. And we are excited to announce a giveaway uh, with Switchbacks. So, Michelle, first off, thanks for thanks for coming on and helping us put on this getaway. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> getaway. Yeah, we're going to Cancun. No. <laughs> uh, we don't give- do giveaways that cool yet. Yeah, we're work- we're working up to that. So we're gonna, Michelle. You have a company based on helping trail runners, um, and this podcast is for helping the beginner trail runners get out there and finish their first ultras. So tell us a little bit about what started this company and what you guys do. Yeah. So as I think a lot of companies start, um, it stemmed from me wanting something that I just could not find or buy. Um, and so maybe for some of your new trail runners out there, um, it's basically a running gator or commonly known as a buff. Um, and it is used a lot in, in trail running, for a number of different things, you know, sweat, um, I blow my nose in mine, tears, I mean, come on, you're running a hundred miles, there might be some tears involved at some point, um, I have really bad allergies, I wipe my eyes, there's kind of like a, a catch-all, whatever you may need it for, I've heard of people putting like a water bottle on their hand, wrapping around that, I've seen some very creative, you know, uses of the gator. Um, and so the idea came about when most of mine, and I think a lot of people's gators are ones that we've been given, like it races for free, some sort of like, you know, raffle item that was like at a race or an event, um, and, which is great, but kind of the qualities just like, okay. Um, the designs are kind of just okay. Um, and so <laughs> What I was looking for was a good quality gator that just like felt good, was functional, um, but also like something fun, right? Like a lot of them are just kind of blah. And I'm like, where are the fun designs here and the colors? And I think, um, especially in trailer running, like you can have so much fun with what you're wearing. You don't have to match anything. Like you just, it's what you want, you know? And I think are out there grinding it out especially with these like long distances and like let's have fun with you know our accessories what we're using our packs our gators whatever that might be um and you're seeing that a lot now like with sprints hats and gooder glasses and a lot of like the shorts and things that are coming out um and so i actually taught myself how to sew watching youtube videos um sewing and started buying these fabrics and making my own. And my husband was like, man, these are really cool. I really think people would dig these. Like, maybe you should sell these. And that's kind of how it started. And it's been a year of just like evolving the brand. What does that look like? And learning about fabrics and just things I never in a million years thought I would even know about different fabrics. Um, (laughs) 
And so not only just like the fun patterns and designs, but most of our gators or buffs, and especially, I guess, what would be our competition, which is buff brand, those are made in Spain. Um, and I wanted something, fabrics that I could get within the United States, um, something made here in the United States. So these are all made in San Diego, California. And all of the um, fabrics are um, from within the United States. So um, that was part of it as well. And then just trying to find um, sustainably made fabrics. And I know that word gets thrown around a lot. Um, and I could go into a lot of detail about this, but I know we're limited on time. But just to touch a little <laughs> bit about what that means for us. Um, the fabric that we, where we source our fabric from, it's in North Carolina. And it's everything from when they use very toxic dyes to dye fabric. So they're um, using practices that um, the pigment process uses very little water. And it, it's an eco-friendly printing process okay and then also um the the types of fabrics they use a lot of people don't know how much fabric actually gets tossed and ends up like in junkyards and waste and stuff and so just trying to minimize our environmental impact um, when sourcing the fabrics and then also on our end um we go through a program called retold recycling so every scrap that I have from making them goes to retold and um, their recycling program, your fabric can go to thrift stores um, if, if they need fabrics for anything, um, charities, different recycling companies that use them um, to make new textiles or new sellable fashion or other places that might need scraps. Um, there's like different rag companies, car seat inners. Um, so all of that goes to them and they then distribute it as needed to be recycled. So that's what we're doing on our part as well. That's um, awesome. Wow. Yeah. So, that, is, uh, uh, that is very thought through of uh, what all goes into a gator. <laughs> Never even imagined yeah. that, but uh yeah, that so we that from start to finish, right? Just where where are we getting the fabrics from, and what are they doing on their end, and then what are we doing on our part, right? Um, and so that's part of it as well. And then another really cool thing: there's so many cool things going on with these gators. Um, <laughs> we also um, use one of a kind prints that are made by independent artists. So these are not prints that we've downloaded online, offline or, you know, stock images. We have actual independent artists making every single one of these prints that then we print onto our fabric. And we are also, you know, you purchase the prints. So we are also supporting them and their art as well. That's awesome. Yeah, and, you know, I highly encourage our listeners to go check out your your website. It's switchback.com, right? Correct. And, and it's then spelled. The name spelled, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little, yeah. S W C H B A K. And we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Cause I was, you know, I've scrolled through it a few times and you talk about your one, your uh, one of a kind designs. Like there are, you have a wide variety of different designs from fun designs to from rainbow to camouflage, yeah, like <laughs> whatever your vibe is, baby sharks, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, comic, uh, you know, you had some plainer, you know, more one colored ones too, as well. And some like more mountain setting ones, you know, desert vibes. Like it's, uh, it's really cool. What are the most popular designs that you see come off the shelf? Oh, well, so, you know, when we came out with the um, summer shark, which is a shark sitting in a unicorn floaty drinking boba tea, um, <laughs> you know, there were some questions. Is this, you know, how is this going to do? Hell's <laughs> out every time and it is 50% men and 50% women like it's like across the board awesome. love the summer shark it was supposed to be just for the summer but it, I think it's gonna have to stay around like year round um <laughs> really are going for those like fun fun prints um so we definitely have like the New Mexico one is also very popular and that's those that one is um designed by um an indigenous group of artists that we support that designed that one um so yeah it's definitely kind of been the fun kind of crazy prints and i think it is also we're getting into summer and so people are like let's kind of go all out with the colors and the prints yeah um but summer yeah. sharks, summer sharks <laughs> been definitely a mess <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I don't know where else you're going to find a, a shark ch- uh, sun tanning and drinking boba tea. <laughs> but uh, I am a big gator fan and I'm very excited about this partnership with you. now that we have some switchback gators, because these are definitely the best um, gators that I have used. They're the best quality yeah. we've ever used for sure. Very and soft. And- yeah, we we were just talking about how we use them um, a couple weekends ago when we were pacing and crewing my dad at his 50 out at a place called Antelope Island. The bugs were crazy. And yes, it was 80 degrees. And I think a lot of people think, um, oh, buffs are just for the winter to keep your face cold, right? Or to keep your face warm. <laughs> um, but we we use the gators over our mouths to keep all the bugs out of our mouths. And it, it saved our lives. Um, so we, yeah. And you can get them wet in the summertime and get them wet around your neck and keep keep you cool. I love gators. I don't even, in wintertime, I don't even use beanies anymore because a gator can do it. And then a gator, gator and it can can do do other things too. So year round, it takes care of you. So if you can get a high quality one, um, that is also cool. Yeah. That is cool (laughs) that you love. It's going to be worth it for sure. So we are going to be giving away five custom switchback gators and they are going to have our trail to 100 logo on them. We're super excited. Yes. They're, they're green with a cool trail right. to one, a white trail to 100 logo. Um, we're going to be giving those away 
today, yeah, which is the sixth, going right? Through this week. Yeah, we were yep. giving those away through this week. So for all our listeners out there, make sure on, on Instagram that you follow both us. If you're not following us on Trail to 100 and follow Switchback, and that's at S-W-C-H-B-A-K, correct? Yep, that's right. (laughs) At Switchback, follow Switchback so you can see all their sweet gear. Follow us, and that will get you one entry. And then for every person that you tag in it, or for every share that you do when you share the post, you will get additional entries on top of that. And we'll announce the winners on the 13th. Yes, on our Instagram live. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for providing us and for making the coolest gators ever. And we're excited about the Trail to 100 Switchback Gators. Um, So thank you for doing that and for what you provide to the trail running community. You're welcome. I'm stoked. I'm excited for people to to get these. And um, yeah, like you said, follow Switchback on social media. Following us helps and just... um, yeah, I appreciate it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And go take a look at their website, guys. Well, yeah. thank you, Michelle. Hey, guys, it's Melody here. Thank you so much for listening to Trail. It means so much to us. I'm really excited to tell you about my coaching business where I help average Joes who are looking for a little bit more out of life do something big to find a little bit more purpose, direction, and meaning. Learn more on my Instagram at the Pine Tree Runner or on my website, melodybateman.biz. Links are in the show notes. I know what it's like to feel stagnant or like something's missing or like you just want more out of life. I was in the same spot. Jacob and I had just gotten married and we were both working nine to five jobs and we just were like, what do we do now? We we just wanted something more and we listened to David Goggins' book and we decided to sign up for a 50-mile race and since then, we've done 50s, we've done, Jacob's done a couple hundreds, I've done one 100 and and running has changed our lives. I feel like I always have a goal to work towards. I feel accomplished and proud of myself. I feel like I have learned countless life lessons that have made me a better friend, a better wife, a better daughter, a better person. And I want to give back and help you do the same thing. I'm telling you, running can change your life. If you're ready to jump in and sign up for a race, whether it's three miles or 100 miles, I would be honored to help you cross the finish line. If you'd like to learn more or get in contact with me, find me on Instagram at the Pine Tree Runner or contact me through my website, melodybateman.biz. Links are in the show notes. You have so much potential and you are way stronger than you know. Let's find your strength because it's there just waiting to be tapped into.